the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show. If you missed hour number one, listen to it on the podcast. You can find it at 989theanswer.com. Click on Listen and click on Podcasts and scroll down to the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, Jeff podcasts the show in half-hour show increments every day for you. Easy to find, easy to share with your friends. And I appreciate your comments uh, at Bruce at SalemMedia.com. I've been doing a lot of thinking and trying to um, recall what I've heard before in the past about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Ukraine, Donald Trump's second impeachment, which was Ukraine-related. Trying to gauge media coverage. Is there a switch? Are more mainstream outlets becoming at least a little bit interested in this? Because where I think this is going is that eventually, unless the Biden Justice Department is flawless at blocking inquiries into Biden's financial dealings through his son Hunter via Ukraine, China, Russia, and elsewhere. I think it will eventually result in Joe Biden either voluntarily removing himself from consideration for the Democratic nomination or that Democrats will go to him and say, look, man, you can't do this. You can't do it. It is possible for the Democrats to nominate Joe Biden without putting him through any debates. It's also possible that if he were to agree to any debates, that the Democratic challengers to him, whether it's Robert Kennedy or maybe somebody else, uh, would take it easy on him and not bring it up, be deemed out of bounds. That is not possible if there's a debate with Donald Trump or with Ron DeSantis. I think DeSantis in a debate with Joe Biden would (laughs) absolutely embarrass him, frustrate him, uh, anger him. To the point of just asking questions about Biden's business dealings, how Biden got so rich, why are Biden's grandchildren getting checks, why is Hunter on the board at Burisma without Joe knowing about it, because that's his contention. Uh, I could play the audio for you. All right, I will. You won't be able to hear a thing in it just to show you that uh, it did happen yesterday. This is Joe Biden. He was talking about something at the White House. Jackie Heinrich of Fox is laying in wait right by the door where he's going to exit, and she lobs a question at him about, did you lie about not knowing anything about Hunter's business dealings? He said no. Okay, so he said no. Uh, These questions continue to come up at the White House. They will continue to come up. James Rosen is with I think James Rosen is with Newsmax now. He used to be with Fox. The White House is not answering these questions. They are stiff-arming these questions about the latest revelation, which is from the IRS whistleblower, one of the two, a WhatsApp message. If you don't know what WhatsApp is, WhatsApp is essentially a text message. WhatsApp is just a, a messaging app 
like Telegram, but it's a global messaging app where you can type a message into somebody. If they're if they have the WhatsApp on their phone, then you can I don't know why you don't text. Maybe because there's an international charge for texting. There's not through WhatsApp. Uh, but here's James Rosen recounting the WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden to a member of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh and uh, Kirby uh, just cannot wait for James Rosen to get done talking. A July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z... If I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then, that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're good. We're good. I'm not. James, James, let me just, let me save you some, let me save, let me save, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't, I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. And that's not a denial of Joe Biden's involvement, which is what I want to what I want to focus on is. And I'm sorry these things didn't come to me in the immediate day after news cycle, but I've been thinking about this text a lot. And here's what I come back to. It is possible. It is very possible. Let's say best case scenario, Hunter Biden, which, by the way, I digress a second. The Democratic defense mechanism now for Hunter Biden sending this clearly threatening text to the Chinese Communist Party official is, well, Hunter Biden was strung out on cocaine at the time. I mean, he can't be responsible for that. I mean, he wasn't acting rationally. He's strung out on cocaine. He's not responsible. And and you can't criticize Joe Biden because he, he loves his son, right? All the time, Joe Biden says, I love my son. Yeah, and? That's not a defense. That's a that's a statement of fact. You love your son. I have no problem. You can love your son. I don't care that your son's a degenerate. I don't care that he's an addict. I don't care that he was a train wreck. You can love your son. Fine. You should. You're his dad. But the fact that you love your son, it means nothing. So back to the text message. I've been thinking about the text message. Let's say Joe Biden was not sitting there next to Hunter Biden when Hunter sent the text message. Hunter's a big braggart, like his dad. Come, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Hunter's exaggerating. He's blustering, again, like his dad. So why would Hunter think that raising his father's presence, real or imagined, when he sent the text, why would he think that would have any impact on the Chinese Communist Party official? to whom he sent the threatening text, after which he received a payment in two wire transfers of $5.1 million within 10 days. Why would Hunter bring his dad up? Well, why do you drop a name? What is the purpose of name dropping? 
The purpose of name dropping is if the person to whom you are dropping the name, I'm sitting here with my dad, if Henry Zhao, the Chinese Communist Party official, had no previous dealings with Joe Biden or had no knowledge of Joe Biden's interest in or involvement in Hunter's business dealings, if Joe Biden had nothing to do with anything Hunter was doing in China, what good would it do Hunter Biden to drop Joe Biden's name? He's a vice president, Bruce, yeah. But if I'm the Chinese Communist Party official, I go, I don't care that your dad is the vice president. What are you going to try to get your dad to intervene for you? Do you have any idea what kind of a huge political scandal that would be? Conversely, if Joe Biden is involved in the deal and the Chinese guys know he's involved in the deal, well, then dropping Joe Biden's name well, it has a lot more power behind it, doesn't it? There's a lot more use behind it, doesn't it? Now, let me just expose another thing that I've been thinking about. It is incomprehensibly insulting for Joe Biden to say, I, I had no idea about my son's foreign business dealings. I've made this point before. Here's the point I want to make that's fresh. Joe Biden should have known about his son's foreign business dealings. Do not ask about his son's foreign business dealings. A coke addict who is involved with China, Ukraine, Russia. If you're the vice president of the United States and your son is involved in businesses that he's bringing in from China, 400 grand a year, 50 grand a month, it is incumbent upon you to ask, to know, to be well-versed. Where's my son getting all his money? Where's my son getting all his money? I got a political future to protect here, pal. I'm the vice president of the United States. I can't have my crack addict son causing me a political scandal. I can't have my crack addict son bringing down the Obama presidency or maybe my future presidency. The defense Joe Biden offers to insulate himself from involvement in Hunter's business, I never asked him, is in itself incriminating. It shows a willful lack of curiosity. A curiosity you would have to have, given the gravity of what your train wreck, crack addict son could involve you in by throwing your name around as if you're going to bring down the wrath of the U.S. government on someone if they don't give in to Hunter's threats. So I don't find Joe Biden's defense. Oh, I never talked to him. I never talked to my brother. Are you kidding me? If you've got a gig worth protecting as valuable as the vice presidency of the United States, you better be asking those questions. So as I said in the previous segment, I've been uh, doing a lot of thinking about Ukraine and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and all the things we already know and trying to uh, put myself in the position of uh, Jim Jordan or James Comer or anybody in Washington who has the power to ask questions about these kinds of matters. And I got to the point where I thought, you know, I need to go back to the beginning. Uh, what was Joe Biden's role in Ukraine? 
why was he in Ukraine four days before his vice presidency ended <laughs> in January of uh, 2017? That seems odd to me. It seems odd to me. It's always seemed odd to me that Joe Biden would go to Ukraine four days before he's leaving office. Like, oh, what does he hope to accomplish? That was, I just like, dude, you're coasting. Like, it's like last week of school. Like, what are they, I mean, squirt gun fights at the White House. You know, I would assume, right? Like, what policies can you possibly get locked down that you haven't been able to get locked down in eight previous years in office? What's the point of going there? So I started looking. What is, I, I Googled, like, what is Joe Biden's role in Ukraine? And it turns out that Barack Obama put Joe Biden in charge of Ukraine. Because uh, when Russia took Crimea, there was egg on Obama's face, his asleep at the switchness basically showed that, you know, they weren't paying attention. Putin came in and grabbed land that wasn't his. So Obama established Biden as the guy like basically, hey, like you, VP, I forget your name. What is your name? Come here. I don't want to get embarrassed in Ukraine anymore. You go over there as often as you have to and uh, get control of that situation. So Joe Biden made six visits to Ukraine. Six, okay? He went in the first time in uh, July of 2009 when the president was Viktor Yushchenko. The next time he went in 2014, there was a new president. And every time Biden went, I looked at the text of his speeches from the Kiev Post. Yeah, it's online. And every speech was about rooting out corruption in Ukraine. I know irony, right? (laughs) Here's one from November 21, 2014, his fourth visit. He made a visit in April of 2014. He made a visit in June of 2014. He made a visit in November of 2014. What would cause you to make three visits from April to November while there's a new president in control and you're going all the time and you're talking about corruption, 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 corruption. Got to get rid of the corruption. What do I always say? Whatever Democrats are accusing you of, they're doing. He's over there meeting with this guy all the time, including four days before He left office as vice president. So then I found over Washington Post story. October 19th, 2019. Biden goes over for his last visit. Well, no, his next to last visit because he went in January of 2017. He went over in September of 2016. Is there anything going on of import in the United States of America in politics in September of 2016? Aren't we like on the cusp of an election? Yeah, we are. Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton. And Joe Biden's in Ukraine. He's not out campaigning for Hillary, which he probably now really regrets. Somebody should have gone to Wisconsin. And now he's talking to another Ukrainian president, Petra Poroshenko. Now, what we since found out is that between Biden's second and third visit to Ukraine, way back when, Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma. And here's a direct quote from the L.A. Times story. 
The danger increased when Biden's son Hunter took a paid position on the board of a Ukrainian gas company owned by a former government minister later accused of corruption. Though both Bidens, Hunter and Joe, say they did not discuss the gas company. Hmm, Convenient. The arrangement raised the perception that Biden's family was benefiting from his vice presidential role and gave ammunition to his critics, some of whom have now linked up with allies of Trump to smear the former president. This story from the L.A. Times is from 2019. So Joe Biden, even though he contends he didn't ask Hunter about his foreign business dealings, which, as I've said, is a dereliction of duty as vice president. Make sure your family members don't embarrass you on the world stage. There was media coverage of Hunter Biden joining the board of Burisma. Joe Biden heard about it secondhand. Did he force his son off the board? Well, not before he collected bags and bags and bags of cash and gave 10% to the big guy. So this whole thing is one big lie made out of very breakable crystal. If only mainstream media people would start pressing and asking questions about it. Here's Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, who has a couple questions. Here's what the American people want to know. They want to know two things. How did these Ukrainian and China, Chinese and Russian companies who gave Hunter Biden uh, millions of dollars get his name? Why him? I'm pretty sure they didn't get his name off ZipRecruiter. Uh, number two, what did Hunter Biden do for the money? Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's pretty clear that um, he appears to be selling influence. Was he successful? If he wasn't, why did they keep sending him millions and millions of dollars? Those are fair questions. And President Biden needs to answer them. His Justice Department needs to answer them. And members of the media need to keep asking the questions. Unfortunately, not all of them are. Not many of them are. A little trickle here, a little trickle there. The other day at the White House, I played you the audio yesterday. We had a four-minute period where Corinne Jean-Pierre had to duck and dodge and bob and weave and lie and obfuscate. John Kirby did the same thing. How long and why is it an acceptable answer for Joe Biden's spokespeople to say, I'm just not going to answer that? I'm not going to answer it. What do you mean you're not going to answer? Like, you're not going to answer whether there are tape conversations of Joe Biden arranging for bribes from somebody in Ukraine? You're not going to answer questions about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and a WhatsApp message where Hunter Biden says his dad is sitting right next to him and 10 days later a check for $5.1 million shows up in Hunter's account? You're not going to answer questions about why Joe Biden needs 20 offshore bank accounts? You're not going to answer questions about who is the big guy? How do they get away with not answering these questions? Because the media doesn't want to ask them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.